Yeah, quality wise, your your mic sounds good. Well, I'm just, a quality kind of guy. <laughs> it was just insane, insanely loud, and uh, I'm pretty sure my right eardrum popped. It makes up for last time with Maynard. Maynard was very, very quiet. But at least I managed to get him to. Uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty good uh, sound editing that Knuckle did. Mm-hmm. I didn't even use GarageBand for that. I'm using a new uh, a new piece of software called Reaper. Reaper.fm. Um, really really nice piece of software it's it's about as intuitive as GarageBand for the most part um i like how uh you can fade in and fade out it's so much easier to do GarageBand mm-hmm. makes you like click like you gotta enable something and then you gotta click these little points on this line and then drag it down and then mm-hmm. click some more yeah. points and drag it up mm-hmm. you don't have to do that with with reaper if you hover over the track, you get this little icon that looks like a curve, and then you just drag it, and it you can drag it as much as you want for however much you want to fade. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the fading thing is kind of non-intuitive with GarageBand. GarageBand's yeah. a bit a bit long in the tooth, UI-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it probably needs some more work. I mean, it's nice that it's super free. Um, Reaper Reaper's uh it's got a 60 day free trial and then um you know you gotta uh, I think it's I think it's actually 60 bucks for the purchase that's Um, interesting you have you have nailed the name of a new pricing tier there's free there's freemium there's now we have super free Uh, I mean, hey, you know, some things are just super free, um, but they but they don't actually limit your free trial. So somebody has lots you, of background noise. Uh, that's Mike not muting his shit oh, again. Oh, talking in the background, Mike <laughs> Maynard. <laughs> use, wow. use, use the mute. Use your mute function. Hey, Mike. What's up? What's up? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, those are some of my most epic commercials ever. Yeah, those are funny. Very, very, very funny. Uh, okay, so we're going to get started. Um, are we, are we, we recording? We've been recording since we started oh, talking. Oh, that's fantastic. We probably... Uh, don't we probably, don't uh, you dare fucking gargle or fart or shit yourself. <laughs> on audio. Well, he can do yeah. that because we won't really hear that unless he points. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that in front of our vast audience. That is just <laughs> beyond the pale. I say that's uh, beyond the pale, old old chap. <laughs> we must edit that out. Have knuckle or head, uh, you know, do some work on that. Shall we? Well, Sounds considering good. I'm probably knuckle and head, um, no. Uh, he said, Ed. 
Um, anyway, so what are we talking about today? We've got you know, I was I was thinking uh, at reviewing the fabulous uh, organization we had for the last episode and realizing that we are absolutely effing clueless for this one. We have no idea what to talk about. In fact, I don't oh, even know who I am. We, we have What's the name of this podcast of, again? We have plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, Elixirized. Ah, yes, yes. Elixirized. Goes. I think there's plenty to talk about. We just got to throw it out there and see what sticks. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah, we definitely have plenty to talk about because we did, you know, Jeff and I, you and I spent a week of rabbit holing. Um, yes, we did. Well, okay, so the, since the last podcast episode, which I've just released, even though we recorded it how many weeks ago? Three weeks, maybe? Something um, like that. Okay. So we recorded a podcast three weeks ago. And at that point, we hadn't even started bringing on beta testers or just testers, not beta testers necessarily. Um, so we brought on some testers. Um, I don't know how You're, many. Maybe Just for the, uh, the the new listeners we have, I know that we get um, 17%. We grow by 17% each week. Um, <laughs> uh, for the benefit of those, you're talking about the product we're developing called Mindry, right? Right, right. Yeah, so we brought on some testers for Mindry, and um, basically we've we've got the product to the point where it's usable. There's still some issues here and there we've got to work on, um, you know, some some odds and ends, but you can you can make reminders. It'll send you texts when the reminders are due. Um, did we? Did we get it to the point where it actually adjusts the date? I think we did that too, where it adjusts the date to the new to the new uh, due date. Yes. Okay, so we got that in. So we've done a, a slew of work on this thing, um, but so we went down this rabbit hole. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the rabbit hole, Jeff? Because you, I think, I think you started the, the rabbit hole. I don't know. Yes, kind of it's definitely around. my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. In fact, you know, it was, it was both our our uh, our issues. Um, any, but anyway, I I think, you know, you you have the kickoff of the. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Jeff? <laughs> Tell us about the week-long slog. I don't know what you find so funny about this, but yeah, so the um, we want to have a great user experience. Uh, right now, if you go out there to app.mindreapp.com um, and you register and you do things, you'll see these nice little boxes that pop up on the upper right of the screen that says, hey, that thing you're doing, you're, you're trying to do, it, it succeeded. And those boxes, um, I think the uh, in the SaaS world, they're called, they're called flash notifications because they kind of flash on the screen. Uh, most people are used to those flash notifications disappearing, either you know, two or three seconds, they just disappear, or in a few seconds, they, they do some kind of a nice slide off to the left or right animation or or disappear, you know, 
do you know do the and disappear that's not happening here because the with the current state of the elixir phoenix framework we get the flash messages and those boxes just sit there with a little x in the upper right of the, of the little box and the user has to dismiss those so that's not the way the world actually works so we um set upon the task which should have been simple of just finding a way for those things to gracefully disappear mm-hmm. and in fact we found a way to make that happen um and uh via some some help that we uh or some help wanted messages we put out on the elixir forum um and got one solution that made it just disappear after a few seconds and then someone responded after that and said hey i've developed this this library that's super duper cool and you can adjust how they look and how quickly they disappear and the different ways they disappear and so that's the rabbit hole that drew is talking about that we ended up going down Um, i did not i did not realize that that the creator of that had responded and that's how you found out about it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. I didn't, I had, I didn't catch that. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, I actually, I actually found a, a thread on the, on the forum where others, where others had been complaining about this for years. And I responded to, um, I used some advice that was in that, in that those answers from a couple of years ago. And I responded to that and said, hey, this has been very helpful. You know, we got this kind of working. It's, you know, it works. It's not super cool and all that. But, um, and, I, and I said, so thanks for that, for those folks who responded a couple of years ago. But how do we generalize this? And what I meant by that is that the technique that someone had suggested back at that point um, basically required that you repeat a bunch of code. Um, you put that, you put code that invokes that functionality basically multiple places throughout the app. And that violates this concept, um, in modern SAS called dry or do not repeat yourself. So having to put the same code many places is repeating yourself. And, and that's kind of a core core principle of modern software development that you don't want to do that. So, I, I sent the call out to this message threads or to this uh, forum post thread saying, hey, you know, it'd be really cool to have a more dry, uh, a more do not repeat yourself methodology for this. Um, so a guy had re- had produced a library that focuses on this exact issue and um, responded to that thread saying, hey, here's, you know, you don't have to this is a dry way to do it. And, you know, it's really flexible and it uses, um, it uses an, a, another UI framework that has really cool, um, design and all that. And, um, went down that rabbit hole and the rabbit hole, it became a rabbit hole because, um, in this world we're in, in the fix, the, the Elixir Phoenix world, um, it's moving pretty fast and things aren't super mature and, Few people really understand the internals of of Phoenix and Elixir at a level that they would in other other uh, tech stacks. And so, 
Uh, I'm going to start ranting again and not meaning to, but so we, we hit the syndrome where the documentation for this thing really wasn't um, complete. And we, we did a lot of work to uh, integrate it and then realized that it completely broke the styling of the entire application when we deployed it to production. Uh, so then we spent a couple of days ripping it out and going back to the initial solution that required repeating ourselves all over the place. And, uh, we're using that for right now. So, uh, yeah, not fun. fun. It added no value, um, to the user experience and we wasted about a week of time. So, um, that's another thing we would like to not repeat ourselves with those kinds of things in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's that was that was pretty much the uh, the, the gist of it. Um, you know, we we also learned, you know, that if we're gonna explore a library, you know, we might actually just roll out a new dummy project, and you know, depending on what it what it needs, we'll run some generators, try to get it working in that first before we try to throw it into our our production app. Um, cause that we, you know, we, we even attempted that afterward and we couldn't even get it working in a, um, in a dummy app with, uh, you know, with users and that sort of functionality in it. Um, so it, yeah, way, way too much time on, you know, on something and a hard lesson learned, which was, you know. If you're going to test a library, throw it in some, <laughs> throw it in a dummy app and uh, see if you can get it working in there first um, before you throw it at your, at your production app. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I mean, outside of, outside of that, um, we actually got a lot of good feedback from the people we started bringing on for testing. Um so we and that was that was basically was that that was last week right uh, i think so was it last week i think okay so we, we brought on together yeah yeah we brought on um i don't know maybe four or five testers um to start and um two of them in particular really offered us some some good solid feedback um one of them offered us some some feedback on on DNS and uh, uh, doing some things to, to make sure emails are less likely to get thrown into spam. Um, so we integrated that. And then uh, the other one offered us a whole bunch of feedback on user experience. And um, that's stuff that we're, we're kind of getting ready to start slogging through now that we're past the... Uh, uh, now that we've gotten our app back to uh, working order, <laughs> so yes, Maynard. Maynard, that's where we're at now. Um, what do you have moving forward? Did you say, Drewski? Um. We're going to work on some, some other stuff we've got. Uh, let's see. Uh, right now, you can set a reminder date for the past. So we're going to fix that. 
Um, we still got a few kind of uh, few little odd bits to fix when entering a price for your, uh, you know, whatever your reminder is for. Like, you know, if it's for a, a streaming um you know like netflix or something um and you put in like how much you pay for it um there's still kind of i don't know some odd things happening with it with that so um i think we're going to take a stab at that um what else uh making sure that <clears throat> the names of the reminders are unique for oh, for yeah. a given user yep uh, which oh, was yeah. Just a, you know, an obvious but really insightful thing to notice. Uh, one of our our folks said, "Yeah, well, if if I have two different Netflix things in here, I, they better be named differently, or I'm not going to know which one is which." Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, most normal human beings would never do that, but of course, Drew does it all the time, right? <laughs> That's not true. Well, okay, so I have I signed up for a a free trial of not a free trial. I got a deal on Hulu for um, a year. Right. So it's like, it's like a dollar 99 a month for a whole year. So I put in two reminders for, for Hulu. Uh, one of them was set for a monthly reminder. So, you know, I'd get the monthly reminder, but the other one was set for the end of the year so that I knew when my deal was going to end. <clears throat> that was essentially it. But what's the um, monthly reminder for though? Though, if you if you're because it, it still comes out, it still come. Well, no, it doesn't pay once a year. It comes out monthly. Does that make sense? It comes out every month, but the deal's for a year. Are you with me on that? So basically, it's like two dollars a month for a year. Right. It's two dollars every month. It still comes out every month. Um, but the deal only lasts for 12 months so i put in the and then the price goes up right so i put in the monthly so i get the reminder every month and then i put in a yearly so i get that uh that one towards the end of the year that tells me when my deal's about up um i know i'm weird it's just no that's yeah. actually pretty good thinking um for people i mean i i know there are people like that and you know we all do things like for example that would be really handy i should do that for uh for comcast for my internet because you know and everybody everybody has this experience with uh cell phone bills internet they you know all those folks say you either you join or you threaten to leave or whatever and they say okay we're going to give you a special deal for a year um you know, it's going to be a discounted thing for a year. And then we forget when that boundary hits and suddenly our bill goes up by 30% or whatever. So uh, that's exactly. actually a pretty good practice. We should yeah, write that up on our practice. content. Mm, we you should, should that. Drew. That's great. Um, but it does uh, make Jeff, sense that's to, a good idea. It, it does make sense to have unique naming, though. Um, you know, you can still put like Hulu dash right. yearly or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, a, a the other thing was that we don't limit the amount of characters you can use when making a reminder name. <laughs> um, I don't know how big of a deal that is, but 
I guess it does make sense to limit the characters somehow to like, you know, whatever, 50 characters, 100 characters. 50 would be reasonable, don't you? As think? of right now, you can just body slam as many characters in there as you want. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Do a Jake the Snake Roberts on that, you know? And that's not good. Wait, what's Jake the Snake Roberts? Oh, he was he was the guy who used to come in with this like big snake in his bag, and he would freak out his um, uh, his opponent with it, you know. And he would like torture people by laying the snake over him at the end after he like body slammed them. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, okay. WWF. are you talking about wrestling? Wrestling. No, that's that's as they call down south wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. He was from Stone Mountain, Georgia, Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's funny. Um, Sorry to get us off track. No, no, that's fine. So we, it, it, we, we love losing our breakfast. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, we've we've got a lot of breakfast to lose, so it's, a, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. Um, any uh, Any tech news happening that anybody wants to talk about or mention or I have to eat some serious humble pie oh the last boy. show uh oh here we go last show. in the last show and I quote I said direct directly quoting Maynard <laughs> flutter sucks <laughs> I could not have been further from the truth since I've been using it for the last month as my tech stack flutter and dart and have abandoned Swift UI completely. So, so, so you're my face is red right now. I'm about ready to hide under a table. And if you guys want to get out a wet noodle and beat me with it, I understand. <laughs> But uh, I must eat some humble pie here. We, if anybody else has to do that, go right ahead. Well, I let me just say that if anybody owns Apple stock, they should sell it right now because this is going to just rock the market. <laughs> For our 17 million viewers we have out here, listeners out here, you understand drop your Apple stock right now. Should we put some sort of caveat in here? Like, uh, this is not financial advice. Yes. Please seek out a financial advisor for any financial advice that you may need. Well, given our <laughs> given our overt lack of professionalism, I doubt that anybody would mistake anything we say as advice that's worth following for anything. But yeah, sure. Okay. Our, our seeking corporateness at being very uncorporate. Yeah, I mean, that works. How does that go again? I don't know, but I think we've reached the pinnacle of uncorporateness. Um, I, I don't know. I think Jeff wrote it. It says the uncorporate company podcast for Elixirized, the uncorporate group of uncorporate Elixir Phoenix developers trying to become more corporate by being uncorporate. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can wrap your brain around that one. It's reverse recursion. It's definitely reverse. 
definitely. You know, you know, down there in the South, we call that bass backwards. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, bass backwards. Um, yeah. So, what else we got? Anything? We got anything else? It's going to be like the shortest episode in the history of podcast. Oh no, we're just getting more beppy meat. We, you know, based on the extensive uh, listener research that we've done with you know, with the millions of listeners, we know that 38% of our listeners don't even join until after the first half hour because it takes us that long to get warmed up. <laughs> How many percent was that, Jeff? 38. I said 38%. Oh, 38, okay. yeah. I was thinking it was more like 38.2. So we're talking 17 million divided by 38.2? No, times 38.2. Times Times point three eight two. We don't really I, do math here. I wasn't homeschooled. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't know how to do math. <laughs> which shows and uh, my need to do flutter. That was that was quite funny earlier. I said, what did I say? Something about, oh, we're talking about the date. Um, and I said something about... Uh, it being at two or or one or something, and you mm-hmm. said something about nice math skills, <laughs> and I'm like, I was homeschooled. <laughs> oh, because you said uh, that's like one oh, extra yeah. hour. You said you said uh, two est it is, and I said okay, so in an hour for me sounds good. <laughs> and you said yes, Drew, that's some good math skills you got. <laughs> and I said I was homeschooled. <laughs> You were homeschooled, and I banged my head against the wall too many times. Uh, I I thought it was on the floor. Do you did you you normally hit the bed or hit the floor? Normally, I hit a wall before I hit the floor, so I'm kind of okay. a graceful faller. Okay, uh, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, so you, you kind of at least you use the wall. After yeah. a few bangs, you don't really notice which one anymore. Yeah, it's hard. To I pick. fall gracefully. <laughs> Uh, we were we were talking about game engines a little bit, Jeff, before we started bashing you for being late to your own podcast. Were you now? Yeah. Uh, Man, you know, I, I was uh, thinking about our backlog of ideas and things. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I, I mean, not that we didn't know this before, but this set of activities we are engaged in um, the, the shorthand for that is slog. Um, it's hard. Um, and my point here is that this adage that you hear all over in the startup world about, yeah, ideas are a dime a dozen, but execution is where it's at. And, you know, there are fantastic ideas out there that everybody has. And at any one time, probably a hundred people around the world have exactly the same idea. Yeah, but it's it's the one or two groups who actually execute on it and get it done that get anywhere, and the other, you know, ninety eight of them either never start or they 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 get into the slog and they just hit a wall. And anyway, my um, especially doing this super part time, uh, you know, having a, a day job and all that stuff, and family, and you know, in my case, a, a pack of rangy mutts. Um, it's, this is hard stuff. 
So yeah. my point there, what triggered that was talking about game engines. And, you know, one of our next ideas we want to do is, is a game. And it's like, oh, God, <laughs> this is hard. Yeah, we haven't even Life's finished the first hard. one. But, yeah, I, I hear you. Like, it's there's so many so many ideas and so many different things. Um, it's hard to wrap. Oops. Hey, Mike, um, unmute yourself, will you? <laughs> Mikey, <laughs> unmute yourself. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know go. how I muted myself. That was weird. You didn't. I, I hit the mute because of the background noise, and then you started talking. I think you were uh, channeling. <laughs> you must have been channeling Drew there, Mike, because, you know, he... Uh, Drew uses this stupid push to talk function in. Oh, I use it too. Oh, I don't. I don't know how you guys do that. I, you know, I wouldn't do it, but I've got some TV in the background that I can't shut off. So, yeah, that makes sense. I, I guess yeah. I'm just admitting that I don't have the hand-eye coordination necessary to actually, be, you know, consistently press something somewhere. So I'm that left. My mic I'm left-handed. Can, uh, I'm left-handed. So in the right hand for, world. So I actually I use my mouse with my left hand and my right hand sits on WASD control most of the time. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> that is so weird. That's a gamer thing, man. Yep. That is exactly so what that is. Weird. <laughs> what your oh, left your right hand is on there? Yes, my right hand. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Wow. I, that's you. That wow. is weird. You're a different that's kind just, of person, Drew. That's icky. You. Well, that made me feel a dirty. lot of a lot of the the hotkeys <laughs> and stuff for software, like say Blender, um, revolve around you know Control R and Control C or Control like rotate and scale or like S for scale, G for grab. So. It works perfect when you're when you're doing stuff like that because, you know, I just, just use it. I just use my right hand for that, and my left hand can stay on my mouse for doing, you know, uh, camera movement. Um, but I've just learned to play games that way. That's kind of um, wild. I tried to use the arrow keys once, but around the arrow keys, there's nothing else. Like you don't have. You know, you you can't hit one, two, three, four, and five from there. You know, so and if your keyboard doesn't have a, a number pad on it, you you know you're basically screwed. You can't use any of that stuff. So I've just gotten used to using WASD with my right hand and camera with my mouse. And Bob's your uncle. Well, that finally made it in. That's one. <laughs> it only took 30 minutes and 53 seconds for it to come in. I think that should be in the intro. Which, which Bob's your uncle? Bob's your uncle. Bob is your uncle. I actually no, have Bob. an uncle, Rob. Does that count? Is that the Bob same? is actually my brother, but you know, I'm, I'm with oh, you. Okay. Fair. I have an uncle, Bob. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Bob is your uncle. So what's the uh, since we're using this phrase, what's what's the origin of that? You know, what's the backstory there with Bob? Oh, it's British, God. I think. I isn't tried it? to look it up once. Yeah, I think Bob's your uncle. Let's see. You know, Drew, not not to 
not to pound you too badly, but using phrases like that, that you don't really understand, that's very much like someone publishing articles or, uh, or creating, creating, um, libraries that they don't really understand. And, um, <laughs> and that all falls back to oh, yeah. uh, is that what you think is rabbit you holes think? doesn't it yeah i mean that's just you know you just if you yeah i mean just not understanding it means you can't explain it well and and then people don't have the context and they don't really know where you're coming from and then then they go off and they misuse bob's your uncle you know and oh. and well, see I... downward spiral of the decay of our civilization <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I started using it when my good friend from Spain um, was using it, and it sounds funny coming from from a Spanish accent because instead of Bob's your uncle, it's Bob is your uncle, but it's in a Spanish accent that I can't do. Um, but it's hilarious. So every now and again, I tried to copy the accent, but I just, I failed miserably. That's funny. I think I should get him to do a soundbite for me. And then every time I want to say it, I'll just play his soundbite. Yeah, cool. you should do that. <clears throat> That's what I well, should actually Well, we also should get Jose on here to say that for us. Oh, that would be funny. Do you think he yeah. would? Do you think he'd come on and say, Bob's your uncle? Yeah, Bob why is not? Your uncle? I, I think after the, uh, the monumental feat that it would be just to get him to come on. I think getting, you know, getting him to say that probably wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> well, when we tell him there's 17 million listeners, he's going to want to be on here. Like probably so quickly. Uh, for our listeners, if you don't know who Jose is, he's the founder of the Elixir programming language, but I'm sure if you're listening to this, you sh- maybe should know. I don't know. It's an Elixirized podcast by people that program in Elixir. Sometimes, sometimes we program, and sometimes we just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Uh, yeah, I think that happens a lot. Yeah, it's wicked cool. Well, that's that's pretty much what programming is. Oh, well, that's fair then. In that case. That is We're pretty fair, though. I watched a YouTube video about that, about a programmer's life, and I was just curious to see what other guys do, you know. See if they're as wacky as I am. And come to find out they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's programmers. Like, yeah, well, okay, that doesn't work, so let's just take that apart throw it around and let's throw this up there now does this work without even willy-nilly you know there's no thought to it it's just like let's throw it up there and see if it sticks no it's not the best way to program Hmm. you know actually thinking about what you're doing might help a little i suppose oh are we supposed to be doing that I don't. I don't know. I don't know about this thinking thing that he's talking. What's about. that thing called software engineering? <laughs> is that an yeah, actual thing? That actually is the most frustrating thing about programming is you you actually write code very a very small percentage of the time. Um, That's true. 
definitely a lot less code writing involved and a lot more research and yeah um what's the word but there's probably more coding involved in when when a project is fresh like greenfield like just right out the gate <clears throat> but once you start getting into the weeds and trying to make you know harder stuff work it's definitely a lot more research and going back to the basics sometimes and trying to figure out ways to do stuff and yeah it's a lot so less fun. actual programming and more research and yeah, sometimes from Learning. the beginning, you're at the whiteboard going, huh, how do I want this to play out? Yeah. Um, Not a real whiteboard, because, you know, that went out in the 90s, but... I mean, if I had a whiteboard, I'd use it. I would, too, but I don't have any room in my room. I've got a wall I could put a whiteboard up on, but... Maybe then I'll... you'd have to pick out what color marker you want and all that. Oh, no. You just buy a pack of, like, multicolored ones, and then... Yeah. <laughs> Bob is then your you uncle. Choo... Then Bob's your <laughs> uncle, but then you got to choose a color, man. Choices, uh, choices, I'll let, choices. I'll let, Jeff, I'll let Jeff choose the color, and then we'll be okay. <laughs> but if the, if each of them is multicolor, then you don't care. Yeah, that's true. You're doing that the rainbow trippy. thing. You know? That would be trippy. Rainbows. Rainbows are awesome. Um, great. So, should we talk roadmap? Go. Yeah, let's talk roadmap. What are we doing? What are Do we, we have a roadmap? I don't know. Do we even have a roadmap? We got Basecamp. Should. Does, that count? Does that count as a roadmap? We well, I mean, Basecamp, you know, is a bunch of things we we have to do um, sort of like a roadmap just so that we don't forget them. But no, I mean, a roadmap is okay. <clears throat> we, um, you know, we're going to go beyond these sort of pre beta testers and, you know, get another round of testers and, and, and uh, when X has happened, we'll know we're ready to, open the floodgates and, you know, start onboarding people who, you know, aren't people we know. And, um, and then when we, when something to be determined happens, then we'll, uh, you know, we'll try to, we'll get people who aren't just testing, but, you know, want to use the app and, and, um, you know, all those people who keep saying, shut up and take our money, you know, those folks. <laughs> Seventeen. Uh, I don't think we've got a roadmap like that, but maybe we should make one. That would be worth your while. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the key things on that roadmap is you know somehow finally getting you know something that sort of resembles a native you know um, mobile client. I, you know, I don't yeah, know how we're going to do that. I've, but, I've heard that. I've heard yeah. something about a native client. I've heard something about a native client taking shape I've definitely um, building a crud app right now to test the waters i said crud the flutter the flutter waters you test the flutter waters they're going to be murky with crud and then after anybody want to we'll... jump in i threw it out there yes indeed the wall they will <laughs> um we're definitely going to need uh a, I mean, the the mobile UI works fine, but most people are gonna probably 
use the app on a some kind of mobile app. So, um, kind of strategy do you have for that? Strategy? Yeah, like strategy. I don't know. What kind of strategy? What Jeff said. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need strategy. We just throw it out there and see what sticks. It's part of the fun, right? Just yeah. throwing stuff out and seeing what sticks. Yeah. So, Mike, uh, Miguel, Maynard. Sure, what do you want to know? I'll tell you Maynard. what's going on. Yes. Uh, now, call what, me Miguel. I like that better. What uh, What do you envision as uh, kind of a strategy way to think about the strategy and the strategy? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't follow you there. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. When you say strategy... What yeah. comes to your mind in terms of what would you envision as a strategy in this context? Oh, no, for um, marketing. Like, what's the marketing concept beyond Mindery? Do you have one? Oh, I mean, you know, you mean how we're going to get people to use it? Yeah. Well, you know, with 17 million people listening to this podcast, you know, that's a nice, that's a nice uh, cohort of folks who, you know, may be interested someday. It's um, a nice round number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we need to we need to be doing things we're not doing right now, which is putting some content out there that promotes this general idea and provides some value like, hey, uh, like she said. Um, that she that, agrees that uh, you know, things like Drew's quirky on the surface but pretty smart when you get into the strategy um zone his idea of uh yeah i'm gonna do i, I do these things where i get special prices for a certain amount of time so i want i, I want to be reminded of that thing on a monthly basis but i also want to make sure that i do something before it ends so that i'm not surprised when the price goes up you know that's that's a great fodder for an article um on our content site on app.mindreapp.com without the, I'm sorry, on Mindry, hello, on mindreapp.com um, on our content site so that, you know, eventually as we, after we churn that kind of stuff out for a while, we'll start getting organic uh, search results of people um, searching on keywords that happen to be in those articles that, and then they see the article and say, oh, these guys really know what they're talking about. And they've really given this some thought. They've thought about it more than I have. So let me go check out their app. So I agree. that's, we just need to do all that stuff in our spare time, which of course is the time after the time that we find that the spare time after our day jobs and our families and, and all of the, uh, all of the, uh, wait, what? Do you not agree with this line of thought? Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, there's some major objection going on there. Oh, come on. I thought she was right, agreeing. Right. She does not like getting into strategy, and that's all there is. Yes. <laughs> okay, enough said about strategy. Uh, I think I think that's a that's a good point though, is um, you know, we're we're doing all of this in our spare time. You know, I've been asked a lot on Twitter about, well, how are you planning on marketing this thing? Are you are you doing like, you know, like did you do some like some background, some like looking for competitors and looking for this and looking for that. I'm like, no, I'm just building the shit. 
like and seeing if it that's, sticks. That's really the point. Um, but at some point, you do have to do some marketing, you know, because you got to get the you got to get the word out there. You got to, you know, but when you're when you're working a full time job and you're working and you got a, a family, you don't and have then, much time. And then you're building shit um, in your spare time. What spare time yeah. you have? There's not a whole lot of time for the marketing at this point. Right. Um, it's almost so like we, you need a <clears throat> we Maynard. Yeah. When we work in um, an MM, a marketing Maynard. <laughs> I think when we when we get to a point where we have less pressing issues on the right. app, we can start doing more of the the marketing stuff. We're less. just we're kind of on the I'd say we're kind of on the edge of that. On as, the as far as like the I mean I don't know if we're still call this an MVP or not or we're past the MVP point, I think. Um but when we get it to kind of like a a stable usage point where, you know, we're not dealing with some of these edge cases and some of the things that we got to, we got to fix and clean up. Um, then we can focus more of our time on, you know, creating content and, you know, pushing the name out there. Um, I do Twitter posts when we do updates and stuff like that and try to, um, you know, just try to keep the, keep some ball balls rolling um, we do this podcast. I post those on both Twitter and LinkedIn. Both. Yeah, that's. Um, I've had people actually message me on LinkedIn ask asking about it. Um, um, in fact, I just had a guy um, message me earlier today asking, you know, what is it we're building and and what is Mindery and that kind of thing. And um, so nice. you know, just just trying to make movements in that direction, in the marketing direction. Oh, nice. Um, but obviously not having a ton of time to like focus fully on marketing at this point. Um, yeah. I think, I think over the, like the, say the next month or so, when we get some of these, these things from the feedback cleaned up, um, you know, we'll be able to start kind of maybe stepping a little bit, back from f focusing on full development and putting a little more time into the marketing, creating content and getting our, uh, our marketing sense. site uh, better at, than it is at this point. I would add that um, this is not just a, it's not only a, you know, build it and you hope they will come. Right. Effort. Um, reminders of things you subscribe to is a thing. There are many, um, many apps out there like this. Um, this is actually a feature of some personal budgeting kind of apps and things. Mm -hmm. um, so this is not, this is not an idea that's, that's untested or unverified. Um, right, right. Uh, we just haven't, we haven't served the, the promotion yet. Um, and the other, the other side of this is this, this started out and still is a learning experience. Um, you know, you don't actually know what you're doing in any, in any discipline until you actually do that thing in production. You, you do that mm -hmm. thing for real. And we're, we're doing that thing for real and learning lots and, um, you know, slogging through. And um, that's the other purpose of this is to, you know, actually slog. Well, is to translate 
this raw materials that we've learned into something that's actionable that's that you can actually execute on as a as someone who's competent to create a real production app um so that's that's the other part of this but yeah to to make this thing a business we need we need to get a marketing firewall going and you know we're making we're edging toward that but you know again not to uh not to uh, nag. Gosh, Drew, you just distracted me with this <laughs> that flashed up. And, oh my gosh. I just, you know, I've just lost my mind. I just don't know where I was talking now. Uh, but anyway, um, get it back. yeah, we got to get, you know, to make it a business, we have to get a marketing firewall going and we're, we'll definitely do that. Um, uh, you know, part of me is excited about moving on to the next thing which is really insane because you know, we have so little time to work on this to begin with um but i you know i also know that by forcing ourselves to work on multiple things not necessarily at once but at least multiple things in in sequence we will just become better at all the pieces of it and that's the other part of this too is you know we'll we'll make a bunch of mistakes uh, in marketing and in marketing this where, you know, we've made ton of mistakes in the development. Well, I'm sure we'll make mistakes in the, um, in the production hosting and support and all that stuff. Um, so there's lots of things we still need to learn, um, with this. Um, so I don't know, there's, there's a, there's a magic balance here somewhere that I have no idea how we're going to, we're going to realize, um, and that, you know, that's what keeps it interesting. Oh man, I just, 3 million listeners just dropped. I'm sorry <laughs> for that monologue. Oh no, it's fine. Um, so, uh, Mike wants to know what the next thing is. Right, Mike? Isn't that what you said? Yes, sir. That's what I just said. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I think our next thing really needs to be that card game. <clears throat> the mm -hmm. um the phonics themed card game um because cool. it's something that someone's designed did a lot of work on and um and my son charlie and i committed to doing something a couple of years ago and we didn't do anything so we we need to we need to you know if you guys are willing to to join forces that. Yeah, we need to we need to get that out there because um, it just will help. Uh, um, burn, uh, it'll help mend some fences. Let's put it that way. And it it really has the potential to be a pretty cool thing. I think that would be very cool. I I the idea behind that game. If you want to talk about it, Jeff, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not. But if you did, it's phenomenal because there are some. Uh, people that need this that would that are wanting this that have talked about this but just don't have the ability to do this yeah the, the basic idea is to take um the format of a card game like uno which and I, i'm i'm actually not an uno player but my understanding is that uno is basically like war or go fish those kinds of things where they're sort of matching games 
So you, you pull a card off the pile and it matches in some way the card that you either have that you're working, you're looking for. And then when you match those up, you know, the, I think you get to put the cards down and then it depends on how it's formatted, how the, how the game is structured, but it could be one of those things where, you know, when you dispose of all your cards by matching them, then you win or, or you get points for the, for that or both or, or whatever. Um, but, um, <laughs> it's got to stop with the text. Okay. So, so we got to We got to say <laughs> we're in chat and Mike, Mike goes, shit, I've got a foot cramp. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I can relate to. It. I get those at night. Yeah, um, when I'm when I'm going to sleep, that's that's painful. Yeah, um, it sound. hurts like the dickens. Yeah, <laughs> once in a while I'll get I'll get like a toe cramp or something, and it's it's so weird to get a cramp in your toe. But um... <laughs> but anyway, um, but it happens. So the the basic idea of this card game is it's to help kids who are learning phonics. You know, phonics is basically. I'm going to butcher the definition, but to me, it's, it's the idea of learning the way things sound as you're learning to read, uh, to help accelerate the reading process. And I'm old enough that back when I went to school, phonics was a big thing. That was how they taught people reading. I don't think they do that much anymore, but it's, it's a great educational um, superpower to help kids who are struggling and it really helps everybody. Cause I, I know that cause you know, I did not struggle, um, but it, it helped me learn to read. And um, anyway, uh, it's designed by uh, a superstar educator um, who did a lot of work to actually mock up the way the cards would look and everything. And so it'll be an online multi-user card game that, that can be curated by educators um, to sort of guide the process and, you know, tweak and customize the content and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can use, uh, we'll probably use a, a game engine called Defold um, for the uh, front end, I guess would be the way to put it. Um, and maybe Elixir on the back end, possibly. Still up in the air is how all this would work, but. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't, I am <laughs> not a game person had done no development with games but you make a great point you know um the game engines you know obviously games are all about the ui Mm -hmm. but there's a bunch of stuff in the back in the back end and i don't know how that works so that'll be that'll be an interesting set of learning experiences Mm, most definitely yeah that'll be the the fun part um fortunately we do have a a top-notch game developer in in our wheelhouse, which was your son. Um, he worked on for wizards of the coast, working on their big ass, uh, card game. And he's also currently working on another, um, big card game, um, multiplayer, of course. So, um, he'll know all about this kind of like, you know, which direction to point us in, in our first kind of, go at building a card game definitely yeah so that'll be be fun um mikey asks will there be a native client um well 
with Defold, you can actually export games to uh, to, to native apps. So that's definitely a... Um, but the whole point of it is kids are generally going to be on, say, a desktop or a laptop of some sort most of the time. Yeah, a lot of times they have Chromebooks and things like mm -hmm. that in the schools. Right. So um, it will probably have to be either it could be a web game it could be exported you know it could be built as a uh, uh html5 game um there's a lot of those out there and i believe that default um can handle that so um yeah so the the big question is um will this will we use elixir for the back end i don't know um I, you know i said you know, that might be a good use case for it, but I don't actually know how that would fit together. So this is going to be, it'll be something we'll have to explore and figure out um, if if that's a, you know, a thing that we can do. Um, it's still kind of exploratory. We've, we've kind of talked about it, but neither of us have actually delved into it yet because, you know, we've been so tied up with Mindery. Um, and we're not quite at a place where we can, kind of step off of that yet um but you know when when you feel like you need uh, a break <laughs> there's always that uh you know step away time sometimes it's good to explore other things at that point but um but yeah yeah i think add is a superpower um it certainly powers me yeah 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 definitely uh good for me too but um all right so ADHD i think we're gonna works for me we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, you guys got anything else you want to add before we close this thing out? Episode wrap five. Up. Yes, what? wrap up. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding. Nope. Uh, There's so not, much more to say. This is not going to be a a, uh, a long one today. Um, I've got shit to do. i got to go That's run. That's what she and, said. Um, I'm, I'm out of water for coffee. If I don't get coffee water, I'm going to be fucked. So hey, you, you know, they, they have this technology called a faucet. And you you go up and you turn. No, 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 not for Keurigs. Not for Keurigs. Well, uh, hoity toity. So I buy some, I buy some, some Walmart filtered water to put in my Keurig so it doesn't get all that lime and crap build up in it. Yeah, we have, we have horrible water here. We're in a well and it's been. It's, yeah. there's all kinds of crap in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But we use, I was, we were using distilled water for a while um, mm -hmm. in our Keurig. But now we're, we just, we're using one of those Brita filter things. And it seems to be oh, nice too. Yeah. yeah those those work much, well. I think they work well. I just don't yeah. have one. And um, we have poor water I've, in our town. We can't use it. I mean, the, the Walmart water is cheap and it usually takes me a good while. It is. It's, yeah. It's less than, <clears throat> less than a dollar a gallon. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I just buy some of that and, go with it but but yeah all right um so anything else before we go oh well the other thing i wanted to mention is that you know there we have we do have a list of uh fabulous ideas for apps and um drew you came up with one today that is another thing it's another idea that is well proven there's a proven market for it there's lots of competitors out there um and um, that, and it makes money. It can make money. 
So, uh, I, you know, I'm sort of the Mr. Crab of software, you know, I like money. Oh my God. No, it's um, very nice. Mr. Crab. <laughs> so, uh, I, I never know what your reaction means in text. So I'm often like, okay, is he think this is a good idea? Does he think this is shit? I'm just going to start asking. I'll be like, so do you think this is a shit idea or a good idea? And then you can just tell me. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I read it, and I'm just like, okay, I don't know if he means this is a good idea or if there's, he just thinks there's too much competition and thinks it's a crap idea. Uh, I wasn't sure. <laughs> so so I just went with, uh, you know, like deer snot on a hot doorknob. And... Oh, my goodness. With that, we should probably close. <laughs> oh, wait. That's, that's a great. That was a Jeff line from the last episode. D-S-H-D-D-S-O-O-H-D. So be uh, D-S-H-D. Yeah. I mean, maybe that domain's available. Um, <laughs> or it could just be hot deer. Oh my goodness, you know? guys. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about a catchy name like that for something like this, that, you know, just the name itself gets attention. And then people say, well, what the heck is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Hot deer snot. Let's try it. (laughs) I'm dying. All right. Yeah, so we are here. We're the idea factory. We we generate stuff that's that's slicker than hot. Uh, Wait. Oh god, I just blew it. Man. Okay, edit that out. Slicker than deer snot on a hot doorknob. Oh god. There you go. Well, hey, we're at the one, uh, the hour, to, uh, the one hour. Hey, the made it to an hour. hour. All right. Okay. Great. Well, With that, uh, Bob's your uncle. Thank you for the three million people who've stuck around. We really appreciate you listening. <laughs> Tune in next time where Drew says something actually intelligent. Not oh, like me. Oh, that's not cool. Oh, you don't you don't expect that to happen? Gosh, you're just no. kind of harsh there, Mike. Man, no, <laughs> Jeff, you are the harsh one. <laughs> uh, all right, we're out of here, guys. We'll all see right. you next Take time. Take it later, yeah, babies. <laughs>